All right, welcome back to the Root Issues Podcast, where we're gathering around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. As always, I'm Brian Matthew, and with me is uh, Pastor Steve Woodrow and Pastor Chris Henderson, and we actually have a guest today, Hello. Uh, Mr. Ooh. Lee Malik. Uh, if you didn't tune in on Sunday, you missed out, but Lee, I mean, I get the pleasure of hanging out with you. Uh, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, and he told me, uh, that he is a Lions fan and a Broncos fan. And oh, yeah. in two hours from now, when we're recording, they're playing each other. Uh, but when we're listening, when people are listening to this, it's actually going to be Wednesday. So do you want to give us any any predictions for the game? What do you hope to happen? Well, for me, it's uh, a win versus wins kind of situation. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I think that the Lions actually are going to pull this one out. One, you know, <laughs> They won one last week. Why not that's, do another one? That's bold because they're going to listen to this on Wednesday and people are going to be like, oh, he was way off. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn off the rest of the podcast now. This guy has nothing to offer. <laughs> so guys. we are in the series where we actually are having some awesome guest speakers. Last week was Cameron. This week we get Lee. Um, and if you didn't tune in, we, we recommend you go listen to it. It was an awesome message. Um, but Lee, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of kind of what, what you covered yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, really the, the basis for the, the message is that uh, grace is the champion. And um, there's a lot of folks that um, look at their life and what they've done and uh, the mistakes that they've made, and they just don't feel worthy to be in the presence of God. And, um, you know, that can be that the law is revealing that through their life and is being... Um, have a, a reflection of their mistakes, but um, the amazing thing is that God uh, is loving, a loving God that uh, wants to uh, push past the, the transgressions that we've committed, and he is uh, just like uh, the dad in the prodigal son. He is there waiting for us to come home to uh, turn from our, our sins, and, and just uh, all we can do is say, God, I've, I've messed up, and uh, I am just ready to receive the the free gift that you've given me, and um, yeah, it's just is such an amazing thing that uh, we do not have to do anything to attain uh, righteousness because it, our righteousness comes from God and it's a free gift. And um, I know that I am definitely not worthy to stand in His presence, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, now I can. Amen. I loved it because I left encouraged and motivated, and, and you know sometimes. People just hope, wish to come to church and listen, like hope to be like boosted up. Like, oh, I feel so good after that message. Like, your, your message is more like, eh, we all mess up, and there's a lot of mess up in the Bible, and there's a lot of people, but like, left encouraged because it was all about grace, right? Right. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you talked about it as a, a free gift, right? Christmas season. I love yes. Christmas. Yes. Uh, that's not overstated. Not just because of the season. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, but, you know, you talked about, uh, it is a free gift. And, and the way I love to listen about grace, uh, and it pops in my head every time, is like Jesus or grace, you can interchange those, uh, is offensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and while you're speaking, like, you know, in my mind, I'm playing like, oh, like, when people, if this is the first time people are hearing about this, especially you kind of dress the works-based faith right. and people who want, trying to earn their way into heaven, like the, the idea of Jesus or free grace is pretty offensive, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're saying that's the only way to get into heaven. Right. Well, not wrong. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that idea. Um, just that Jesus is kind of offensive yeah. in today's culture. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a, a lot of uh, denominations that uh, really, you know, are legalistic and and really want you to um, only use your um, your works to to be able to uh, kind of fall in the grace of God. You know, and um, and it's it's not that's not truth, and that's completely unbiblical. You know, not to say that you shouldn't do good works, but um, <laughs> your good works are not going to give you the the entrance into heaven. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> you know, just there's so many things. I think just the testimony and uh, you know, just showing in the scripture, right? How how even the greats, David, Saul, the right, you go down the list of, uh, you know, uh, just showing us that we're we're sinners, you know. And so uh, the first question is this: I think sin, you know, uh, grace makes no sense at all unless we really understand what we were given grace for, right? right? So maybe yeah. talk a little bit about that tension because we live in an age where everybody's like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Mm. All right, I'm good. Yeah. So how does grace impact a culture or people that, hey, we're all good? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and uh, during my message, I spoke about some family members and and outlooks they had on life that, hey, I'm a good person because, you know, I haven't killed anyone or I haven't uh, hurt anyone. And I mean, Jesus kind of really <laughs> flipped it on his head and when he said that if you... Um, even if you think a lustful thought about a woman, uh, you've committed adultery, or if you think a hateful thought about your brother, you've committed murder. And it's just, it's like that just, I mean, just thinking about thoughts that you've had in your life, nobody can say, hey, mm-hmm. I am perfect. I am a good person um, because Jesus is saying, hey, that is sin. And, and you know, last week uh, Cameron was talking about uh, Romans 3.23, all, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and um, I mean, there is so much um, depression and uh, even to the point of suicides in this day and age because people feel like, hey, I'm not worthy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, I've made these mistakes and um, maybe it's just best that I take my own life. And, uh, but what's encouraging is that God has said, hey, look, um, you, you failed. And that's, that's just given the fact that you're born, you're born into sin. So automatically you're failing. Um, but because my grace is sufficient for you, um, you're going to be entering into heaven because of my grace, Mm. not what you've done. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, speaking of that, I mean, think of the testimony we had here, uh, you know, after your message, I mean, wow, you know, just this week, right. Coming in and, and find the grace of God, you know, with somebody wanting to, uh, to end it in suicide yeah. and coming into the church and, and just broken God's grace, right? Touched them, right? And, and they received, like you said, you have to receive it, you know? I think my other, this the other point I had, I mean, there's many, but I think the other one for me, maybe that you could talk a little bit about, Lee, is this idea that I think a lot of the illustrations were, uh, David knew better. He knew the heart of God. He was the man after God's own heart, right? <laughs> for Pete's sake, I mean, amazing, right? Um, and, uh, and just in your own story, right? Even, uh, and I think all of us get, we, we come to faith, we come under grace, but then we might have a season where something, a dream is robbed, something is not trauma, whatever the issue is. And we hit kind of this battle with God. This isn't right. God what I signed up for, right? right. And uh, and, the, and then we, we get into that, just like the other testament we heard the first service, right? About getting angry at God for years and, and not going to church, not just, you know, and um <clears throat> This is epidemic in our culture today, right? Right. the idea of being de-churched, right? Something has happened, and, and, and what happens is we step outside of the gospel. So I heard a long time ago, someone said, you know, we should preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. So I just maybe leave, if, what if somebody's listening out there, they're in that position, they're angry at God, they're disappointed with God. 
uh, that, you know, things just haven't gone their way. And so they're wrestling with God. They're, they're kind of pushing him away. Um, talk to, to that listener as far as, okay, what is this? Uh, like, how does we encourage someone to come back under, right, uh, the gospel and his grace? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for, for me and my story, it really was um, not anything that I had done. Uh, I had uh, greatly failed, and, and I knew the truth, and I knew uh, what was right, and I um, just out of, you know, arrogance or just being upset, I uh, chose to turn my back on God. But um, the amazing thing is when I was willing to uh, put my pride uh, on the back burner, that's really the, the main thing is uh, it's not about me. And a lot of times uh, you want to think that your life is about you and, oh, I got to leave my legacy. But when you realize that it's it's not about you and, you know, if I, I left a legacy, it probably wouldn't be a good one. Um, <laughs> but God's legacy is what we're striving for. So that's good. That's good. And I think, you know, just to add to that, uh, boy, I think there's just something about always returning to the gospel, yeah. right? I, I mean, we think we're past it or something. Oh, Grace, I get that, right? And we're never past it because our tendency, right, our flesh that's still with us moves us one way or the other. It either moves, as you talked about, it moves us into subtly under the law. We become legalistic, yep. right? And we get puffed up with what we're doing for God, like the illustration you showed. Or our flesh and the enemy gets involved, lends us the other way of cheap grace, mm-hmm. right? And I'm telling you, it's either one or the other, ultimately, in, in people's lives. And uh, where we obviously take advantage of that grace. And we don't um, let that grace motivate us to be obedient, right, right, to the law. So maybe talk to us a little bit. How do we, boy, that, that idea, how do we stay in the gospel that it keeps us in that zone where we're just overwhelmed, right, with right. the grace of God? Grace yeah. is the champion, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, and the, that's the hard thing, right, is uh, we, we're given grace and we, we know that we have freedom in that. And, and Paul later uh, talks about, um, you know, don't, don't let your your freedom and your liberty in Christ, uh, you know, you can't go, okay, well, I'm, I'm saved and I'm just going to go live my mm-hmm. live my truth and my dream. Um, but that uh, uh, God is, um, he's there to love you and he is, um, you know, even though you might fail and you might think, okay, well, um, I am uh, doing what's best for me. Um, it is not about you. And I mean that is that's the hardest thing yeah. when you're when you're looking at uh, the gospel and uh, and trying to grasp um, because yeah I mean there's there's that balance and I, I spoke a little about balance during the sermon um, uh, in a different way but there is that balance of yes we are free in Christ mm-hmm. um, but we also need to make sure that we are are following um, still his his guidance his direction mm-hmm. yeah and and you know for me I talk to high schoolers a lot through Young Life or, you know, through the church. And uh, talking to some of them, you know, they they do buy into this cheap grace idea of, man, I, I, I go to church, I'm like, I, be, I believe in Jesus, so I now I can do whatever I want, and I'm, I'm covered, right. covered by grace. Uh, but recently, I actually was having a conversation, and uh, we went to camp over the weekend, and the speaker was talking about, uh, you know, the wages of sin are death, and we talked about suicide already today and just how a lot of times teenagers have that mentality of like, oh, I can escape all my pain. But he went over, uh, and this is kind of an eye-opener for me. Like, I, I've known it, but it was cool the way he addressed it. He said, the death they're talking about isn't just like a, an escape from everything, like end all. It's eternal torment and right. separation from God. 
Uh, and so like, it was cool because we got to have conversations with high schoolers. Like, listen, it's not just, oh, you get to escape your problems or your pain just because you want to die. Like, death is, that death doesn't mean you're escaping anything. It's an eternity away from God, eternal torment and gnashing of teeth and pain and screaming. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. And, you know, that's what I love about your, your message today. It's like, well, that's what I was destined for right. uh, without Christ. Yeah. You know, and, and when you talk about, like, it's the most... Uh, humbling but most encouraging message at the same time. It's like, oh, I'm I can't do anything to earn my way into heaven. Right? Sucky. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, but grace, but Jesus, you know, whatever it is. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, it, it it's cool. I mean, it impacts kids. Like, um, um, any teenagers listening out there, if you've listened to this, uh, go listen back to to uh, Lee's message. It's it's encouraging. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, it's kind of like putting it on the pedestal of apathyism, which is so much in the current culture, you know, when we look at grace and then we look at cheap grace, I think the thing that's missing is the response. Correct. So much of our culture has stolen our right to have a response because if you have a response for anything and if it doesn't measure up with the culture, you can be canceled. Mm -hmm. If you have a response, your response is supposed to be like, they're going to fix it. Right. They're the minds behind the best answer. And so I think a lot of things within the younger population, and it can affect anybody because it's just in that atmosphere of, you know, do you need a response? And if you do have a response, is it the right response? And so it's kind of just been stolen. Like, so we, we stand before grace and we know, okay, I've been made right because of what Jesus did. And because he was perfect, I'm not. What's my response? And then how do I take action in that? And I think, you know, trying to help connect those things, like, you know, you talk to them like, oh, well, I go to church. <laughs> well, yeah, you go yeah. to church, but I also know what you're struggling with. Right. Well, how's that part of my response? That's my struggle. Right. We all struggle. And, you know, you're like, no, your response is to gather around a body of believers and have them hold you accountable so that you can rise up. I know the boys had... um you know, some interesting things to say just in their response in high school today, and the girls did too, you know, just on what's your response if we see these are God's character traits and he is judge. They're like, judge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just not in the filter for apathyism because apathyism loves to grab the grace, but it doesn't want to grab the action part. Right. And so how can we connect those two to help somebody say, okay, this should be your response? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would say that the first thing you need to do is is recognize that you're a sinner, that mm-hmm. you failed, that there is nothing that you can do under your own power uh, that is going to keep you out of a place of you know weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's it's not going to be like a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they're rocking out with Satan like in hell. It's like hell is not mm-hmm. a cool place to be. Um, and so once you recognize that you are a sinner, um, and um, you are willing to accept the gift. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that's, you know, it's the Christmas season. Now we're talking about gifts a lot and Mm -hmm. receiving and the gift that you have been given through Christ is something that um, you can't do anything under your own accord. Mm -hmm. It has to be given from God to you. And it's already been given. It was given on the cross 2000 years ago. And all you have to do is accept that. And once you have that acceptance, of course, my, my next advice would be, you know, get, uh, 
brothers uh, or and sisters around you that will be iron sharpening iron. So get into the word, pray and and read the word together and worship together. And uh, just, you know, we all need accountability partners because, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a day you're going to slip up again. And it's nice to have a brother or a sister that are standing there with you and, and can put their arms around you and like, hey, look, I, I, I know you made a mistake, but God still loves you. So that's good. I love that. So would you say that response comes out of the receiving of that love? Correct. And then what's the response? Receiving. What's that? He said plug it in. Plug it in. Word, plugged in. Get yeah. accountability. Okay. Yeah. okay. Right. I, I mean, I, I like that. Yeah. Some people who are listening, like, it's this idea, and this is the cheap grace that we talk about. I, I think going back behind the scenes, it's like, oh, I said the prayer. Like, mm-hmm. one of my pastors it made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Said the prayer, like, Jesus covers my sins. Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. And, like, that's the extent of your... Uh, your spiritual growth, your spiritual depth. And, right. uh, you know, I think w- the response that we're talking about, right, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, is that idea that it's not just, I mean, it is the prayer. The prayer is right. the, the power, the, the gift, like receiving the grace, but receiving the gift is almost like a, a daily action, a response of, man, I'm, I'm humbling myself before the Lord, accepting this. Like, you only have to accept it once, but it's like, I, I need to be motivated to do something. Otherwise, did you really, did you really receive the gift? Right. It's liking it every day. I mean, because I mean, that's so much of what our culture does, (laughs) you know, and and they're trained like, you know, we're all trained like like it once and we've supported in the cause. But I like what you were talking about and what you were saying, like gospel is something that you need to preach yourself every day, that you're still in need of it and that you haven't arrived because you're still here and breathing, (laughs) you know. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? I mean, uh, grace is not amazing today. Right. No, right. Uh, no. You know what I mean? It's, and that's and, and, and I'm saying in the church, in yeah. the church, grace is not amazing. We right. sing amazing grace. Uh, and most people and, and grace cannot be amazing unless we are deeply connected with um, with our sin, with our condition, our helpless condition before a holy, right, just God. Uh, and those uh, culture has done a great job and the church has bought into it. Right. Of not giving that totality of the gospel. So grace lands kind of cheaply, like, oh, right. you know, it, it becomes very therapeutic, right, mm-hmm. for so many. Uh, so I thought, you know, the message, right, the grace is the champion. Right? Yeah. This is this is not, uh, you know, it, it's beyond amazing, right? right. But but it comes with a, the totality of understanding who God is and who we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the work, right? Mm-hmm. That's the work we have to do with people is is where, you know, work alongside, especially the youth, of, of understanding their identity without mm-hmm. God. What does that look like? Right. What are we left with? And yeah. where does that take us? Versus what God offers. It's the good news, bad news. You know, yeah. some people yeah. just want the good news. But yeah. no, you can't have the good news. You can't have the grace unless you understand the bad news, right? right. Yeah. And uh, and that's where our therapeutic thing. Oh, we're all winners. We can't we can't talk about bad things. <laughs> Everybody's right? a winner. I mean, you know? I got so, medals. Yeah. But I mean, that, that came up in high school today because, like, you know, I was just like, everybody write down a note, post-it notes, like, boom, what do you see are attributes of God? How would you define God? You know, and only one individual wrote judge and i mean boy that one got real sensitive i'm like well how can you have forgiveness without judgment correct you know i'm like you know i was like if i walked over and slapped one of y'all upside the head unless somebody judges me i didn't do anything wrong (laughs) you know and then as soon as somebody judged me then i've got to wrestle with the fact like i was out of line I need to ask for forgiveness. That person needs to extend forgiveness, you know. Did, and so, did you hit someone in the head? No, I didn't. Okay, no, I was just making. No. I mean, for the record, just making sure that was 2010. That court case got. No. <laughs> but I mean, it is. It's this process of the world has stolen 
judgment. Correct. And the world has stolen grace. And then when we say the word champion, when we put anything on a place that is good and right, we're just all watching and waiting for it to fall. Right. Because we don't have any heroes who have stood the test of time. They've all fallen. And Jesus has been taken out of that hero place right. and then just put in as a nice fairy tale. Right. Yeah. You know? well, that's one of the things that, you know, we, you, you talked about on Sunday is uh, the idea of David. Like he's one of the only people besides Jesus who was kind of like put on that pedestal, but mm-hmm. he got humbled real quick by some of his choices. Yeah. Uh, but you read Psalm 51. If Again, if you haven't listened to the message, listen to it. If you haven't read Psalm 51, I encourage read. that. Uh, but it was just this, the idea of, oh my gosh, like how, if you want to know how to go before God after you messed up, that's yeah. a good one. Um, but yeah, um, we're, we're running out of time for our, our Wednesday midweek jolt, but Lee, do you have any closing, just encouragement, any, anything for our listeners to kind of hang on to for the rest of the week? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so, you know, just like the story of David, uh, we all have failed. Um, uh, and, um, I mean, David is, it's not just, uh, his uh, Bathsheba moment and uh, what he did to Uriah, but he failed over and over again. But what he recognized is that uh, God was a loving God and he went to him and he pleaded uh, for uh, mercy. And uh, God uh, is going to be a just God and there are consequences for our actions, but God is also a loving God and he uh, will give you mercy and he will uh, be there to throw his arms around you and welcome you home. I love that. And well, and if you're listening, if you if that like, spoke to you in any way, uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us on our email, rootissues at ccsman.com. Uh, we'll connect you with Lee if you want to. I mean, he's a great guy to get to know. If you have any testimonies to share, we'd love to hear them. Otherwise, we'll see you next Wednesday for our next Root Issues Midweek Jolt.